Hi, I'm Gary Coons. It's February 2nd, and this is the Bible in a Year with Maple City Chapel. The readings for today are Exodus chapter 15, starting in verse 19 through chapter 17, verse 7, Matthew 22, verses 1 through 33, Psalms 27, 1 through 6, and Proverbs 6, 20 through 26. Exodus chapter 15, verses 19 through 17, 7. When Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and charioteers rushed into the sea, the Lord brought the water crashing down on them. But the people of Israel had walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground. The Mary and the prophet, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine and led all the women as they played the tambourines and danced. And Miriam sang this song. Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. Then Moses led the people of Israel from away from the Red Sea, and they moved out to the desert of Sur. They traveled in the desert for three days without finding any water. When they came to the oasis of Merah, the water was too bitter to drink, so they called this place Maharan, which means bitter. Then the people complained and turned again against Moses. What are we going to drink, they demanded. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help. And the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it in the water, and this made the water good to drink. It was there at Merah, the Lord said, before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I said on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. After leaving Merim, the Israelites turned on the oasis of Elam, where they found twelve springs and seventy palm trees. They camped there beside the water. Exodus 16. Then the whole community of Israel set out for Elam and journeyed into the wilderness of Sin, between Elam and Mount Sinai. They arrived there on the fifteenth day of the second month, one month after leaving the end of e land of Egypt. There, too, the whole community of Israel complained about Moses and Aaron. If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they moaned. There we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now you brought us into the wilderness to starve all of us to death. The Lord said to Moses, Look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. Each day the people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for that day. I will test them in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day they will gather food, and when they prepare it, it will be twice as much as usual. So Moses and Aaron said to the people of Israel, By evening you will realize it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. In the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, because he heard your complaints, which are against him, not against us. What have, you, what have we done that you should complain about us? Then Moses has added, The Lord will give you meat to eat in the evening and bread to satisfy you in the morning, for he has heard all your complaints against him. What have we done? Yes, your complaints are against the Lord, not against us. Then Moses said to Aaron, Announce this to the entire community of Israel. Present yourself before the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole community of Israel, they looked out towards the wilderness. There they could see the awesome glory of the Lord in the clouds. Then the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the Israelites' complaints. Now tell them, in the evening you will have meat to eat, and in the morning you will have all the bread you want. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening, vast numbers of quail flew in and covered the camp. And the next morning, the area around the camp was wet with dew. When the dew evaporated, a flaky stubbornness as fine as frost blanketed the ground. The Israelites were puzzled when they saw it. What is it, they asked each other. They had no idea what it was. 
And Moses told him, This is the food the Lord your God has given you to eat. These are the Lord's instruction. Each household should gather as much as it needs. Pick up two quarts for each person in your tent. So the people of Israel did as they were told. Some gathered a lot, some only a little. But in their measure of doubt, everyone had just enough. Those who gathered a lot had nothing left over, and those who gathered only little had enough. Each family had just what it needed. Then Moses said to them, Do not keep any of it until morning. But some of them didn't listen and kept some of it until morning. But by then it was full of maggots and had a terrible smell. Moses was very angry with them. After this, the people gathered the food morning by morning, each family according to its needs. As the sun became hot, the flakes they had not picked up melted and disappeared. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much as usual, four quarts, for each person instead of two. And all the leaders of the community came and asked Moses for an explanation. He told them, This is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow will be a day of complete rest, a holy Sabbath day set apart for the Lord. So bake or boil as much as you want today and set aside what is left for tomorrow. So they put some aside until morning, just as Moses had commanded. And in the morning, the leftover food was wholesome and good without any maggots odor. Moses said, Eat this food today, for today is the Sabbath day dedicated to the Lord. There will be no food on the ground today. You may gather the food for six days, but the seventh day is the Sabbath. There will be no food on the ground. Some of the people went out anyway on the seventh day, but they found no food. And then the Lord asked Moses, How long will these people refuse to obey my commandments and instructions? They may realize that the Sabbath is the Lord's gift to you. This is why he gave you a two-day supply on the sixth day, so it will be enough for two days. On the Sabbath day, you must each stay in your place. Do not go out and pick up food on the seventh day. So people did not gather any food on the seventh day. The Israelites called the food manna. It was like white coriander and seed, and it tasted like wafers. The Lord said, This is what the Lord has commanded. Fill a two-quart container with manna to prepare for its descendants. Then later generations will be able to see the food I gave you in the wilderness when I set you free from Egypt. Moses said to Aaron, Get a jar and fill it with two quarts of manna, then put it in the sacred place of the Lord to reserve it all for future generations. Aaron did just as the Lord commanded Moses. He eventually placed it in the Ark of the Covenant in front of the stone tablets and scribed with the terms of the covenant. So the people of Israel ate manna for forty years until they arrived at the land where they would settle. They ate manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. The container used to measure the manna was an omar, which is one-tenth of Epha. It had about two quarts. Exodus 17, 1-7 At the Lord's command, the whole community of Israel left the wilderness of sin and moved from place to face. Eventually, they, came, they camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the other people to drink. So once more, the people complained against Moses. Give us water to drink, they demanded. Quiet, Moses replied. Why are you complaining against me, and why are you testing the Lord? But tormented by the thirst, they continued to argue with Moses. Why did you bring us out of Egypt? Are you going to kill us, our children, and our livestock with thirst? The Moses cried out to the Lord, What should I do with these people? They are ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Walk out in front of your people, take your staff, the one you used when you struck the water now, and call on some of the elders of Israel to join you. I will stand before you on the rock at Mount Sinai. Strike the walk, and the river will come gushing out, and the people will be able to drink. So Moses struck the rock, and he was told, and water gushed out as the elders looked on. Moses named the place Massa, which means a test, and Meribah, which means arguing. 
because the people of Israel argued with Moses and tested the Lord by saying, Is this the Lord here with us or not? Matthew 22, 1-33 Jesus also told them other parables. He said, The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. When the bank was, was ready, he sent his servants to notify those who were invited, but they all refused to come. So he sent other servants to tell them, The feast has been prepared. The bulls and fatted cattle have been killed, and everything is ready. Come to the banquet. But the guests he had invited ignored them and went on their own way. One to his farm, another to his business. Others seized his messengers, insulted them, and killed them. The king was furious, and he sent out his army to destroy the murderers and burn their town. And he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, and the guests I invited aren't worthy of the honor. Now go out to the street corners and invite everyone you see. So the servants brought in everyone they could find, good and bad alike, and the banquet hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing, a, wearing the proper clothes for a wedding. Friend, he asked, How is it you have been here without any wedding clothes? But the man had no reply. Then the king said to his aides, Bind his hands and feet, and throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Then the Pharisees met together how to trap Jesus into saying something for which he could be arrested. They sent some of their disciples along with the support of Herod to meet with him. Teacher, they said, we know how honest you are. You teach the way of God truthfully. You're impartial and don't play favorites. Now tell us what you think about this. Is this right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus knew their evil motives. You hypocrites, he said. Why are you trying to trap me? Here, show me the coin used for this tax. When they handed him him a Roman crummy said, Which picture and title are stamped on Caesar, they replied. Well, then he said, Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar's, give to God what belongs to God. His replies amazed him, and they went away. That same day, Jesus was reproached by some Sadducees, religious leaders who said there is no resurrection from the dead. They posed this question. Teacher Moses said, If a man dies without his children, his brother should bear the widow and have a child who will carry on his brother's name. Well, suppose there were seven brothers. The oldest one married and then died without children. So his brother married the widow. But the second brother also died, and the third brother married her. They continued with all seven of them. Last of, last of all, the woman also died. So tell us, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? For all seven were married to her. Jesus replied, Your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures, and you don't know the power of God. When the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like the angels in heaven. But now as to whether there will be a resurrection of the dead, haven't you read about this in the scriptures? Long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died, God said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So he, so he is a God of the living, not the dead. When the crowds heard him, they were astonished at his teaching. Psalms 27, 1-6 the Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? When evil, evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. The one thing I ask the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Delight in the Lord's perfections, meditate in his temple. 
He will conceal me when the troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of the reach on a high rock. Then I'll hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I'll offer our sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing in the praise of the Lord with music. Proverbs 6, 20-26 My son, obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's instructions. Keep their words always in your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, their counsel will lead you. When you sleep, they will protect you. When you wake up, they will advise you. For their command is a lamp and their instructions a light. Their corrective discipline is a way of life. It will keep you from the immoral woman, from the smooth tongue of a promiscuous woman. Don't lust for her beauty. Don't let her coy glances seduce you. For a prostitute will bring you to poverty, but sleeping with another man's wife will cost you your life.